It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So moving on, he is here because Ryan Poles pulled the trigger on the trade last November. They gave up a 32nd overall pick, which is equivalent of a first rounder, to get Chase Claypool in a Bears uniform. Ryan Poles has been uh, – he was aggressive. He wasn't afraid to make the big trade early. It was interesting in the offseason to, move, uh, to do, move back with the Panthers – Ryan Poles did a lot of talking in the offseason. I'm glad he's still talking. The transparency has been a little surprising, Dan, or at least the accessibility. Maybe I should put it that way. He has not been hard to find, and I enjoyed our conversation on the Mullane Haw Show on, on Thursday morning when he made himself available. A lot of a couple things stood out. We'll touch on a few, but one was when we asked him about uh, the defensive line and the defensive edge rusher and the kinds of things that go into, you know, supplementing, I think, the Bears' weakest position. Did you hear that as one as one of the things that stood out to you in that conversation? Yeah, there's no question because that's one of the biggest um, unchecked boxes for the 2023 Chicago Bears that we're all sitting here waiting to see what Ryan does with his pencil. You know, are you going to check this box? Are you not? How disciplined do you want to be? You know, uh, his, his basic – response to all that is it takes two to tango you know and there's a lot of negotiating that goes on back and forth whether it's trying to sign a free agent whether it's trying to talk through terms of a potential trade with another team there's a lot there first of all i want to commend you and layla you did a great job with him on the air and i i'm very appreciative of how at ease Ryan has been really since he's gotten here. You can just feel a comfort uh, that he has uh, in front of the cameras, in front of the mics, engaging in conversation. And and he explained it to you guys as um, a want to explain why they do what they do. You know, and that's a great, great trait to have as a general manager, particularly in a city like this with a fan base as big as this is, because people will um, – will listen right and, and they'll give you the benefit of the doubt and they, they certainly want to hear your reasoning for everything you do and then we can have more detailed um informed discussions rather than guessing games that that we've had for uh for for, for good chunks of the last quarter century really no part of the team that's a finished product um there's guys that are developing in, in those position rooms and continuing to grow as players um and then as i've said from the day i walked in here you know, we will exhaust our efforts in terms of finding um, players that can come in and, and enhance our team. So we're always looking um, to add. We're always looking to, to develop our own. Um, and if we find a match of someone that can come in and help us, we're going to do that and we'll be aggressive with it. Again, I've mentioned this a few times, like there's a lot more that goes into it than us just identifying talent and saying, hey, like, let's go get this guy. Like there's another side to it. There's financial piece to it. There's, there's also the part where I have to stay disciplined in this approach and not just do things for the moment where it's going to hurt us down the road. And that's the hardest part of this job is is taking care of the now, but also making sure that we're staying healthy long term. So, again, our mission statement here is to be successful for a long period of time and sustain success. So I got to take all of those things into consideration, and, and that gets very complicated at times. Um, but we are going to stay opportunistic and we're going to continue to develop the guys that are here. So, Dan, obviously there have been reports about the edge rusher. Justin Houston has been rumored to be on the Bears' radar. 
Yannick Ngakwe remains unsigned and maybe on the Bears' radar. Ryan Poles did not sound like somebody in that answer and consistent with his offseason approach to take too big of a risk on a player who might be asking for more than he's willing to pay. Yeah, I mean, look, we go back to March and, and what we talked about heading into free agency in just terms of um, staying consistent with what your value is and, and staying within those parameters. Ryan is is disciplined. <laughs> he promised us he was going to be disciplined. He's shown us that he's going to be disciplined. And who knows how that shakes out in the long run with, with this particular position group. Um, but that's certainly a, a driving uh, force behind where the Bears are and where they may be in the, the coming weeks and months. He was a lot more forthcoming talking about the offensive line. I think he referred to himself as an O-line nerd. Yeah. And he was very excited as you saw him when he met the media on day one on the reporting day. And then all you got to do is mention Darnell Wright or the other offensive linemen and what they're up to. But when I asked him about Darnell Wright and crushing the conditioning test, which was really something that they're proud of, uh, I liked his answer and just what the expectations are for the rookie first rounder. Because if any big, big, big human being that had to do a conditioning test understands anxiety that comes with it. So um, he he was prepared, and, and I just wanted to make that, that point uh, because, you know, there's no worse feeling when, you know, your first-round pick or any rookie shows up, and he's completely out of shape. So he did things on his own. He was disciplined. Uh, when there wasn't, you know, college structure around him. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, in terms of the impact, listen, like, we will see impact. He's a big human being. He's explosive. But at the same time, we got to be realistic. Like, he, he's a first-year player that's going to have ups and downs. Um, but what I, I, I do know about him and his makeup and how he plays, there's he's, he can be a and he's going to finish and he's going to fight. If he gets beat, he's coming back the next play. So there will be ups and downs. Um that will happen. He'll continue to improve and become a pro over time. Um, but in terms of just the size, athletic combination, that that should definitely stand out. I love that description. That's fun for us in radio. Is that a trait you look for in your offensive lineman as a whole? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is a trait. Um, you, you, you want that. Um, they may not all have it to the same level, um, but you got to have a little bit uh, in you to, uh, to play this game at a high level. A little bit of nasty. Uh, I'm glad we beeped that out on our podcast. We did not do that in the morning show. So yeah, I almost hit the, the rumble strips on 294 when I was yeah. listening to that. Oh, gosh, they missed one. <laughs> well, I think that's kind of uh, it, it, it's a very good example, though. When he starts talking about offensive linemen, you know what he likes. And I think that's good news for Darnell Wright. It's good news for Tevin Jenkins, which might explain why He's now at his third different position on the Bears offensive line, hopefully to find a home at left guard. But this offensive line, because of the addition of Darnell Wright, with you have two bookend young tackles now, it has Ryan Poles excited about the future. Well, look, I think it's important that we keep Darnell Wright in the spotlight for the next six weeks or so, because this is the, the cornerstone piece of the draft class for 2023. It's the first first round pick that Ryan Poles has had a chance to make as a general manager. And it's easy during training camp to just get fixated on the quarterback, to get fixated on the skills position guys, to, to ignore the guys in the trenches that are doing all the, the heavy lifting and dirty work during training camp. And so look like the pads will come on next week. I think it's August 2nd that Matt Aberflew said that the bears will have their first padded practice. That takes things up to a whole nother level for Donnell Wright. There will be preseason action as we go. There will 
will be those crossover practices in Indy. And at every step along the way in the preseason, keeping Darnell Wright in our focus is, is important because he is a very, very important piece to where this Bears team wants to go and where it can go in the near future. The last thing I think in terms of the conversation with Ryan Poles on the radio worth touching on for our Take the North audience was his relationship with Kevin Warren. You know well about Kevin Warren after doing the big story in the Tribune last weekend, the deep dive. And you know that since he arrived, that one of the more interesting dynamics would be between Ryan Poles, the general manager, and Kevin Warren, almost in a, I don't want to, projectors or say that you know it doesn't need it but like the paternal aspect of kevin warren is kind of a fatherly presence over the young general manager that doesn't diminish anything that's fair. ryan poses ability to do the job it just seems like that's the kind of connection they possibly could have and really when he talks about when each guy talks about the other that's kind of what i envision well, yeah. And, and so why don't we listen to what Ryan had to say and then I'll tack onto it because I thought his answer to your question about how Kevin's been uh, influential and, and valuable to him was, was pretty notable. Word I would use is partner. Um, ever since he's been in here, I feel like I have a partner that is highly supportive um, in what we're doing. Um, I love the fact that he asks good questions. I love the fact that he wants to be involved um, quite frankly, you know, with how busy both of our days are, we we carve out time to spend talking about just life and our families. Um, and we talk about the big decisions that may be coming up, and we work through those things. And I can give him some understanding of, again, why we're doing what we're doing. Um, but the biggest thing to me is I, ha- I have a partner that is just he's there for me. I see him. Also, as a mentor who's been through a lot, he's seen different things. Um, So I can ask him really tough questions um, when I'm trying to make the most sound decision possible for organization, which oftentimes is not black or white. It's highly, it's always gray. There's always a 50-50, you know, 51-49. Like, it's it's not just like green light or or red light. So um, I, I can't express to you how excited and happy and fortunate I am to have him in this building. David, what comes oozing out of that soundbite is how genuine Ryan Poles' emotions are to the guy who is now his boss, right? That's a significant word that he uses, partner. That means a lot to the guy who is putting together the entire roster of the Chicago Bears, to have this sounding board, to have this resource, to have this access to connections and insight and wisdom is truly meaningful to Ryan Poles. And when we talk about Kevin Warren and his oversight of the Chicago Bears, I think it's pretty uh, inarguable to say that the most important relationship that he has in this building right now is with Ryan Poles, because it's going to be the most meaningful to to, to where this franchise goes, uh, particularly as it relates to the football product. And to hear both of those men speak, again, it's not fluff. It's not phony. It's not, hey, I'm going to say this nice thing about my coworker just because I have to because the microphones are on. You feel the sincerity coming through from both those guys. And that's notable. You know, can it last? Hopefully. Uh, Is it real right now? Absolutely. And also, you do feel a sense that for a lot of people who've been around the beat for a long time, as you have, as I have, you do sense a professionalized approach that isn't hasn't always been obvious. You, you feel that sense of uh, stability, that partnership, if you, if you will, that it is more real than it's been than than maybe it has been in, in, in past years. And I think that's just it's going to be gradual, but I think we're starting to see some of the effects of what ha- what happens when you have a very strong leader 
at the top of the hierarchy. One of the things that we have consistently criticized this organization for over the years is the, the inability to view things through a sophisticated football lens. Exactly. Well, now you have that sophisticated football lens and on a daily basis, right? Like they, they, I know that Ryan and Kevin have scheduled weekly meetings where there's literally an itinerary printed out and they go through things. But then on the daily basis, they, they're right across the hall from each other. They, they pop in and out of each other's offices. They talk shop. They, 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 they hit on you know, really basic issues. They hit on really deep issues and they, they make progress. And that's a big deal for this organization. Well, the last point on that is that it struck me when Ryan Poles is talking about the discipline he needs to have. So he doesn't overreact and overspend on uh, hypothetically in or Justin Houston or the next edge rusher to pop open. That discipline is rooted in kind of a meticulous approach to every day and every month and every portion of the off season. And there's nothing, as you know, from having reported this and just based on reputation, now having read your story, there's nothing that defines Kevin Warren's approach to every day more than the word meticulous. Right. Everything is, is organized, structured, and there's a purpose. And I think that's what I think it, they seem to have in common. And that's why I think that this partnership is off to such a good start. It's cool. I mean, it's really cool to observe in, in the early stages, and hopefully it'll only continue to grow and build and develop. The Bears have a lot more ahead of them than what they've uh, done, obviously, in Kevin's first three-plus months on the job and Ryan's first year and a half. One of the things Ryan said to me last month, David, was was that that he knows that he has someone in his corner that when he asks for something that he expresses need for for his football operation, he knows there's not going to be a lot of unnecessary question ask, asking or pushback on it because Kevin understands exactly what they're both about. And so hopefully that helps uh, the, the wheels move a little bit more efficiently and quickly.